Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yellow Yodis B, episode 201. Can't believe we've been doing it this long. Welcome to the Sporter. We're recording on March 8th, 2017. With me tonight is John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And Clarence is here. Hi, Clarence. Hello, Brandon. Are you done with Subfuckers, or is it just, are you forlorn today? You're a little down? No, I'm uh, just mix it up. Good. Curveball change, slider. You know, we can't just keep throwing fastballs. Yeah, so many pitches, so many arm angles. Never see the same pitch twice. Yep. Pitch tunnel. Pitch tunnel. Weighted balls. Weighted balls. Uh, Delts. Delts? uh, Lats. (laughs) Delts and lats. A lot of bent over, like, rows. A lot of rows and back work are the new thing for pitchers now, too. They didn't used to do that as much. but Long toss. Yeah, like a real, like a like a super long toss is also a thing, like 300 feet. Like try to throw the ball from home plate over the fence. Mm-hmm. That's good for the arm. Cable work. Yeah. Brandon, have you, started, have you started preseason training for the Miller season? I'm always I'm always in preseason training <laughs> mode, John. There, there is no offseason when you're a 36-year-old town ball pitcher. Right. No offseason. No quit. So do you like they you like find a find a 30. batting cage and just go throw in the wintertime? No, I actually don't throw a whole lot in the winter. Um I just do like bands and regular old stuff. I just get jacked. Yeah, that's just been getting it. jacked. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Sorry, Clarence, what were you saying? That they have you know, they have thirty five and over baseball. <laughs> but yeah, I've been offered some contracts. It's a whole league. Yeah, they have a thirty-five and over league. This might be my chance. Yeah, John, go for it. Tell yeah. me how. Tell me how it went. It would be great. No. It would be great to not play baseball between the ages of eighteen and thirty-five, and then get right back into it. Yeah, I can't imagine my. Uh, so my neighbor, so my step, my parents' cabin. Their neighbor is a guy who's I think like sixty years old, and he still plays like a, in a fifty-plus baseball tournament. And he said they're putting together a father-son baseball tournament. That to me is the most insane concept. I mean, father-son works for golf, like you can still, mm-hmm. right? But the difference between a twenty-five-year-old and a fifty-five-year-old playing baseball is is unfair. Like, there's just <laughs> no way to be basketball is probably the same thing you get some old men who just know how to shoot and they, that's fine you don't have any 60 year old dudes who are gonna hit off a guy throwing mid 80s or whatever it is you know I feel that like, seems cruel to me i feel like in basketball you could even the playing field by letting the dads call their own fouls then it would be an even yes. game yeah i feel like the father-son baseball tournament was was the concept was made by one of the sons who secretly hates his dad. <laughs> He's always wanted to throw at the old man, and now this is his chance. It's the only answer. It's the only thing that makes sense. That is a terrible concept. But uh, yeah. anyway, let's move on to uh, let's move on to sports. Do you guys want to record us talking about sports? Yeah, think? we should probably hit record. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So. Uh, John, I have a few questions for each of you tonight. John, my first question is for you. It's regarding the Loons. They got uh, dismantled their first game. Absolute disaster. My question is, is it time to blow up this team? (laughs) It's time to fire everybody and start over, which, given that they're only one game in, is probably not that hard of a thing. 
just get out of a few contracts. There's not that many. There's not a lot of history or anything like that going on with this team. Why not just blow it up and start over? Now's the time to do it. No, a lot they, of guys probably haven't unpacked, still renting. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, they had a real rough first game, and I, I think the changes they need, they need significant lineup changes for this upcoming weekend. They they play again on Sunday. It's their home opener. I I didn't quite understand the lineup that Heath put out there for the first game. He started Johan Venegas as a central striker, which is not a position that I think Venegas has played ever before in his life. He played on okay, the right. John, just just sorry to interrupt, but you're talking to me and Clarence, who no. don't really have. Can you dumb it down a little bit? Like the guy in the middle, like was he in the forward trying to score, or, or was guess, he in the back? Or I guess for the moment, I was hoping I was talking to the three soccer listeners of our podcast. It oh, was, it oh, was very much in it. monologue form. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately forgot we were here. <laughs> I was hoping that you guys would just go get beer or sandwiches or something because I have a lot to say and I don't imagine you're that interested. Anyway, I'm Sorry. not. I was you wondering play. how long I would get. I was. I my plan was to go into great detail and see how long I got before either getting cricket sounds out of Clarence or snoring sounds out of you, or if you guys would literally just let me go position by position down the Minnesota United lineup from last Friday's game, talking about how they've personally failed every Minnesota United fan in turn. They got a lot. That to me sounds like great content for like an article. (laughs) This is something you could write (laughs) and not subject us to. No, I mean, I'm generally interested. I just don't really know names or positions and right. i love talking so it was that that like 12 seconds i i gave the floor to you was really difficult <laughs> that was me. as long as brandon could last without <laughs> talking it. yeah no it was i dialed into a different podcast while you were talking <laughs> yeah clarence has just hung up the phone he's he's gone it's done yeah um are we back yeah oh are we done talking about soccer no it was it was real ugly they need some significant lineup changes i think there's a couple of guys on the United team that maybe don't have what it takes, but we'll we'll see. They don't have a lot of guys who have MLS experience that are sort of proven in this league. So I, if nothing else, it'll be an interesting test case. But you do wish that it was your not your team that was being the test case for these guys. Do you mean the test case Sunday or the full season? No, I mean the test case for some of these guys that have not played in the league before. That's all I mean. And how low are your expectations for the season right now? My expectations were always pretty low. Expansion teams are usually bad. I think they will win probably they will win more games than they lose at home because they've got sort of a weird setup at home with a narrower field than other places and weird turf and all that kind of stuff. So you put all that together and you put together that no teams do well on the road in MLS. They'll do they'll do okay at home, but I guess what I'm saying is I hope they win every game I go to. That's that's all I'm really looking for. I'm wondering if you can rank the watchability of expansion teams for each of the four major sports and then include soccer in as well so the five major sports the watchability of expansion teams yeah does that make sense yes it does um boy when was the last time we had a football expansion team houston gotta be Man, they were terrible. Because what about the well, Ravens, Browns? When Well, the Ravens were a franchise that moved from one place to another, so they weren't really an expansion team. Ravens weren't, but the Browns got a new team. Yeah, the Browns. That would, anyway, all expansion teams are sort of unwatchable. So what sport lends itself to being the most painful to watch the most overmatched team, I guess is the question. I'm wondering Hmm. how bad this is compared to other sports. I feel like hockey expansion teams are usually really bad. Like, really, really bad. 
Clarence, can you back me up on that? I'm trying to think of the last. So the Wild in ninety or in two thousand. Yeah, and they were terrible. Yeah. So are you, you're only talking about the very first year they play, Brandon? So yes. Not kind of like uh, like the first three or so, the first year. Okay. I don't. Then help. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't help. I don't know. You know, this question uh, seemed good in my head. That's a it's a great question. It's a good um, I mean, I, what you're basically asking is, what is the quality of the first 25 guys who aren't currently in the league? In which is it the highest? Mm-hmm. I think soccer expansion teams are probably better than some of the ones in other sports. Like, if you took baseball expansion teams are always awful. Like, truly awful. I think baseball and hockey are probably the worst. I think basketball might be, maybe football might be the best followed by basketball. But soccer is probably up there with basketball in that there's just, there's such a large universe of players because they can come from all over the world that it's not just like you're in basketball or hockey where you're sort of taking the cast-offs of other teams. You have the option of getting other players from other places. Don't you start with like the first overall pick, or shouldn't that happen? I'm not sure exactly how it goes, but I feel like football... If you're an expansion team and you got the first pick and it was like Andrew Luck, that'd immediately be interesting to me, even if everybody else sucked. And same with basketball. No, I don't that, know if that's exactly how it works. That that is, I I honestly don't know. Does Las Vegas have the first pick in the NHL draft this year? Seems like something a sports podcast should know, don't you think? Man, that would be real disappointing if you were the Colorado Avalanche and having a historically bad season. And you still didn't get the first pick in the draft because Las Vegas was in it. Are they still called the Knights? Uh, just said it, Golden but. Knights. Yeah, the the Golden Knights. Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. Yep. Golden Knights. Uh, okay. Well, that was not as interesting as I was hoping it was going to be. I I think <laughs> what your mistake that you made was asking me the question. That is the our tagline for the podcast. <laughs> Not as interesting as Not we quite thought. Quite as interesting it was as, going to be. as I thought it was going to be. Well, then I tried to. I could tell John you were going to be worthless, so I tried to pivot over to Clarence, and he was no. You, you asked one question, you're like, oh fuck it. I don't even know why I'm asking. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I'm go Crusaders. <laughs> All right, so John, let's talk about the next game, which is Sunday, home opener. 30,000 tickets sold, is that right? Yeah, I think I saw they were heading for maybe 38, 39, something like that. Not great, but not not embarrassingly awful. And how how stoked are you? How how many hours before the game will you be arriving? I, I plan to get to Surly, let's say, tomorrow and just sort of stay there until the game starts. That's my plan right now. I haven't cleared that with my wife, so I suspect that that may not actually fly now that I'm thinking about it, but that's what I'd like to do is just go to Surly now. We're missing Stu tonight. He is uh, out, uh, I believe, on the town. He was at the Timberwolves game. He's at the Timberwolves game, which we'll we'll discuss in a few minutes. Um, So he can't give us an official update on Surly activities. As most, uh, as any new listeners might not be aware of, we are the official unsanctioned podcast of Surly Brewing. And so we typically give a shout out every episode. John, they're doing a tailgating pregame sort of thing with like a new beer and music and shuttle or a walk or something. Is that all, does that all sound right to you? Yeah, they, you can't apparently, ta- even now, after sort of an uproar, you still can't tailgate at the university. If you if you park in a university parking lot and try to tailgate, apparently goons will come along and steal your beer and shame you publicly and call your mother or something like that. I don't, I don't know what actually happens to you. Well, you tailgate at your own risk, essentially. Like, it's not technically legal, but you're... Go for it if you feel like it, I think. Maybe. I Whatever the rules happen to be. But uh, Surly announced that they would have a giant tent, and 
they're they're releasing a special beer to go to go with the occasion and you can go over there and you can park it early and it's like a mile away or you can walk over and hop on the hop on the light rail and ride it down one stop if you're feeling lazy and you can just walk over there from surly and it's it's basically like tailgating in the lot that's kind of far away like there's always people if you if you drive to a foot uh, go for football game you always see park people parking like three miles away up in the neighborhoods north of the stadium up uh, up north of dinky town and walking from there and it's like are you i mean you could pay 10 bucks to park within three blocks of the stadium are you so cheap that you really want to spend all day walking to and from the game and parking your car in these on these streets but people do it people people are the worst i don't get them they're bad yep uh good interesting i think that's all i had for questions on on soccer unless you have anything else to add are you going are you going to the game brandon i am not hmm disappointing Yep, I'm on dad duty. You won't get the chance to absolutely freeze. It's supposed to be 30 degrees. I'm a, yeah, that's going to be ugly. That's that's not Poochie style right there. That is not how I roll. Right. I'm I'm hoping the goal is to never be cold. I'm hoping never my again. wife does not listen to this cuz I'm trying to keep the game time temperature from her until we're like getting dressed to go to the stadium and then I'll just casually mention that it's going to be extremely cold. Because I think there's a chance she'll still go to the game with me if she doesn't know beforehand that it's freezing. Have you tried to uh, sort of convince her that you are the reliable weather person? So, like, yes, the weeks leading up to it, just constantly being like, I'll check the weather for you. I got the weather. Don't check it yourself. Exactly. I got a great new app. Yep. I've so deleted all the weather apps from her phone. Yep. Through the TV away. Yep. She doesn't. I've made sure that I've made setting up the TV as complicated as possible, so she can't figure out how to turn it on. And if she can, there's a password Perfect. anyway. Just trying to keep news from her, specifically weather news. Whatever else news is fine, but weather news. Yourself. Yep. This is. It's the only. And way. all of this on International Women's Day. I know. John. Happy International Women's Day. Gaslight your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Uh, let's move on. New sport. Uh, new question. Clarence, are you ready for your question? I'm ready. I, I am ready. Here we go. Uh, are Are you ready to apologize to Tom Thibodeau? <laughs> what am I apologizing for? Asking so many questions. I'm not allowed to ask questions. You should just apologize for, I think, the frequency, the tone, the tone for sure. Um, yeah, I think just in general, I would just love to cede the floor to you here, and and you can re- you can read your prepared statement on on a extremely impressive campaign from Tom Thibodeau this season. Just the floor is yours. Any anything you want to say to Tom? I know he's a listener. His agent's a listener. Um, We've gotten a lot of mail from those guys, so just have at it. You can get a spoon and eat out my ass. <laughs> well, that uh, it seems like a lose lose. That is specific. <laughs> uh, okay, but right. I'm I'm just asking questions. Yeah, the ass eating, just a question. Uh, okay, my real question for you, Clarence, uh, is is hockey hair over? Has the moment passed? Hmm. I would wait for the video to come out before making a declaration like that. That strong of a declaration. Wait for the video. If the video is not funny, then you may have a point. A lot of kids are, are really mugging to try to get into that video. You're, you're just putting your trust in John King to edit it Edit those clowns out of there and give it to the people who uh, who know what it's really about. Who know before, the before I put that nail in the coffin, I'm gonna put my trust in him to sort through those prima donnas and find the ones whose hearts are in the right place. They aren't just trying to do it just to get on the video, but uh, truly respect the bit. And um, it, 
you know, maybe you have great hair, then that's great. But you don't have to be an asshole about it. Uh, just is that a subtweet? You talking say, to me? Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, you don't have to skate up and you know skate up and just say hey, 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 grandpa. You know, yep. hey, grandma. Just play cool. Let it speak Stolen. for itself. Like Barry Sanders, hand the football off to the ref, <laughs> like you've been there before. Act like you've had hair. Uh, act like you've had hair before. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, me. The guy that put those videos together he was sort of like a, it was like an open secret for years because he's a creative guy and he tried to pretend mm-hmm. that he wasn't but he really was anyway uh so his name's john he's at fallon and they were speaking at best buy my company uh, a couple of years ago or maybe it was last year anyway the secret was kind of out at that point but he hadn't officially admitted it and yeah. uh so he was speaking just sort of sharing a case study they worked on that arby's we have the meats campaign and he was one of the people or is one of the people i'm guessing still i don't really know um, that was on that campaign. And I think our uh, chief creative officer goes and speaks on, you know, to different companies and he has some come speak to us. That was one of there. That was the one that week. Anyway, it was everything. It took everything in my power when they had like a question and answer session mm. about Arby's to not be like, admit that you're the guy. Admit it, John. <laughs> <laughs> just, just blink I, your left eye. If yeah. You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. Just Woodward and, uh, and Bernstein just, with the hockey hair video. <laughs> It was a big enough room where I figured, like, I bet, like, 3% of the people are going to get the reference, sure. and it's not worth alienating the other no. 197. So I decided not to uh, not to do it, and I kind of regret it because I think it would have been kind of funny to see his reaction. There is such thing. What I took from this is that there is such thing in this world as a chief creative officer. That was my takeaway, <laughs> too. <laughs> so you've got a chief executive officer. I get it. I get the role. Yeah. I get the responsibility chief financial officer i get it i get what that person does day to day chief creative officer is like just a big jerk off that's just fucking around all day exactly i don't know i thought that was brandon on uhf (laughs) just dreaming up goofy shit all day long not really accomplishing anything because that, that's my it's dream just job. These C level meetings with all of these very serious people in button down suits, and then one dude in jeans and a jester hat. Oh, I pick her. It's my <laughs> clown nose. Herky, herky. It's the chief creative officer. Everyone, I was like, no, oh. it's really a can of butter brickle, and you open it up, and fucking uh, slinky snake jumps out at chief creative officer. That's a thing. Well, I was and going I'm to sure say that you guys makes... are exaggerating, but our chief creative officer is actually Carrot Top, so you're not too <laughs> far off. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, I'm sure this person makes. I will lightly defend the creative organization and say there's probably a lot more like science and data that goes into mm-hmm. it than you think. A lot mm-hmm. more. We tested this headline and it rose this thing by x amounts which means we need to invest x amount of our sure and if you inflate the whoopee cushion with 12 psi versus 14 yeah 14 is a little bit too loud and it ends up scaring people whereas like a nine is like that perfect sweet spot of like is that a wet fart or is it fake and that's really like we got to make sure it's a nine psi Mm -hmm. and then we have to execute it throughout every store you don't want to end up in the whoopee cushion uncanny valley that's where you don't want to be if it sounds too much like a fart then people don't believe it doing the science putting in the hours yep that's that's our chief creative officer and my god i hope that i've Acquitted myself appropriately here because I love my job. (laughs) I love the creative organization. (laughs) I am so sorry, person, whoever you are, you gigantic fucking fraud. I mean, I think we all. Tom. I think we all knew that eventually we would get Brandon fired. (laughs) I think. I think even Brandon. Yeah, it's a shame that it happened today, but. I think you guys had a secret thing of like, if we get to 200, it's kind of on him at that point, and he should know better to be. <laughs> he had his chances. So once we hit 201, <laughs> fuck that guy. It's called adverse possession. Look it up. 
Look it you, up. You've been through for 200 episodes. You knew everything you were in for. If you didn't you get knew what you were getting now. into. A, a, a sentence, I'm sure we say to our wives multiple times per week. Yeah. You knew what you were getting into. It's like seven years. Yeah. 200 episodes. Yeah. Adverse possession. You have no legal standing any longer. Oh, boy. The places we go when we start talking, it's... Anyways, what were we talking Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come on. What was your we question? were talking about you apologizing. To oh, that's right. <laughs> my ass. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be a part of that. No. We, I, I, let you, I let you out of that one. I know this is a, this is a sensitive topic for you. Uh, coming off the heels of 2016 twins and now this disaster this year. So 2018 will be better for you. We were talking about this guy that wanted to blow up this team. He wanted to trade away Ricky Rubio, which he didn't. He could have had the power. He didn't. Which do do you remember what the report was on why he didn't? He uh, went back and looked at the film. No. I test. Wasn't it something about that they wanted – like what's your Bajelli? Bajelli. The Bielitsa? Knicks wanted Bielisa, and th- that was a bridge too far. So, yeah. and this Bielisa, is he any good? This Bielisa, Bajelli. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's it, good like once a, every three games. He's exactly like every other somewhat intriguing potential Timberwolf of about the last ten years. Like Alexi Schwed, where you look at him one game and you think, boy, this guy could be good. Even better than that, he could be a starter someday. And then for six games, he completely disappears, and you're like, I have no idea what happened to Schwed or B. Jelly. It's just they're gone. So brief glimpses of competency, right. but ultimately a gigantic disaster. Yes. So he... Tibbs avoided disaster mm-hmm. because of a misguided love of a horrible player. Are you getting this report? And did Did Phil Jackson email you directly, or are you just reading from a press release? He uh, to I'm apologize just... for that. The only thing that saved him from trading Rubio in ultimate disaster was his own incompetence of I overvaluing a garbage player. You and, and... I'm so, and I, me, I'm supposed to apologize. I think uh, you and Phil Jackson and Phil Jackson's agents are the three people who believe that story. Why is Phil Jackson involved? He's the he's the Knicks, president he's the of Knicks the Knicks, Knicks now, who Clarence. leaks stories such as this. Hmm. It's like Phil. I I like that Phil Jackson thinks that he can do some sort of Zen mind trick. And somehow <laughs> through the media be like, oh, we actually want Ricky Rubio and Bielita. And the Timberwolves <laughs> yeah. will be like, of course oh. you do. In fact, we'll throw in a first round pick to make this trade happen. This is a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys like the Zen whatever of like thinks he's a million times smarter than he actually is. <laughs> just by having anyway. Just by having a Yahoo Sports report out there, the Wolves are going to panic and be like, "Man, we got to get Derrick Rose." I, I, I think we want him. I can't remember why, but here we go. Ugh, man, that was. Uh, I, I, I somewhat fell for the news, though. I was a little upset. I 
try to never be at all, but that was, you know, it's my, my <laughs> You baby. say that, but we recorded about a six-hour-long podcast pre-furious about the trade possibilities, so it's hard to pretend <laughs> the now. The most pre-furious. It's hard <laughs> to pretend now that we did not get taken in by this. We didn't, uh, we didn't record and upload that thing. Oh, that was recorded. That oh, was, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought that was a dry run. I thought this was number no, 200. Okay. Damn it. You guys said the anniversary one without me then. That's a bummer. Um, I will... Okay. I think I'm ready to move on. Good. But Clarence will be staying in the hoops sports area. Mm. John, pretend one of your children is the Big Ten hoops tourney. Oh. Can you explain to me why your child should continue to exist? No, I can't. My child is worthless and a waste of everyone's time. (laughs) Everybody hates it. I'm sorry for Uh, raising such a drain on society. (laughs) Ship it off. Maybe we can send your this Big Ten basketball tourney to the Ukraine or something. Maybe, just forever. Maybe this Big Ten basketball tournament can join the Army or something. They're always looking for warm bodies. The Army is oh, yeah. where this Big Ten tournament belongs. The, the Big Ten basketball tournament is worthless and shouldn't exist. Do, does anyone disagree with... Who disagrees with me on this? What's Claire the issue with him? I don't know. I don't. Why do we hate this? I don't know. I'm open for hatred. I'm, every day of the week, I'm in. But I don't. I need a reason. It's pointless nonsense. This this time could be used well, to play games that matter in the standings, and instead we have a meaningless tournament for no reason that nobody cares about. Many and nobody big, goes to it. How many of the big conferences have conference tournaments? Probably all of them. I think they all do. Yeah. Do you think that this was they were started before March Madness became a thing, and they they did mean something? Because now they don't mean anything to anybody, really. I don't get a trophy. I, I especially don't understand it with small conferences that award their only NCAA tournament bid to the tournament winner, which just makes no sense to me. Because that you've got yes. like a ten-team league that plays there. a yeah. whole season. And then you have a two-day tournament, and that's who goes to the NCAA tournament? I couldn't agree more. That's That I agree with. The Big Ten tournament, I'm not sure what your, your hatred of it is. It, so you play a conference tur- you play a conference season. Yep. And let's say at the end of the season you might have, oh, shit, I don't know what would be a good example, Penn State playing Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Nobody would give two fucks about a conference game, Penn State versus Rutgers. But if we're part of a tournament to keep your season going, because at the end of the conference season, it, they're both out of it. It means absolutely nothing. But in the context of a tournament, it does mean something. So at least it may not mean a, a ton, but it does mean something. It at least keeps you alive for one more game. Where if it were just a regular conference game, it would mean absolutely nothing. So just adding some additional value to the game does have value. So I like where you're headed here. I, I love the devil's advocate approach. This is good. Um, but the reality is there there's really only how many teams are actually playing for something right now within the Big Ten tournament. There's like two teams on the bubble. Yeah, maybe like it's really the Iowa might be on the bubble. Maybe one. I mean, it's really there's like it, it's useful for one team. And all the other thirteen, it doesn't really mean anything. You could throw all fourteen. You could throw these games, play have three more conference games, and that would be useful to every single. Well, not again, not every single one of them, but it'd be more useful for for standings. And and again, I mean, it's just sort of like a. It's the same what? concept, but dumber at the very end. The, Which is weird. I guess it's interesting. Like if you're a Gopher fan, I I think I saw somebody say that. There's a chance the Gophers could be as low as an eight seed or as high as a four seed. So I guess it's interesting in the sense that they have a chance to potentially affect their NCAA tournament seed. But that's a very low level of interest. And it's also true that it was also true of the game they played against Wisconsin. 
That I was going to say that that doesn't change anyway because the Gophers, those if they play three games in the Big Ten tournament or three games in the conference, still going to be weighted a similar amount. Right. Only if you did this within the conference, it would be weighted appropriately schedule wise, and it would just make a lot more sense rather than some random matchup that might matter, might not matter. It just makes it just throws a little bit of chaos, and it's dumber and not better. It's not like way worse. It's just a little bit dumber. Right. But that's fine. Okay, you believe it's just a little bit dumber, but which is fine. You're, you have that right. But that's why I'm struggling to understand the level of hatred, just the vitriol that came from you <laughs> about this tournament. It's just something that's a little bit worse, I, but you compared it to a child that's just a, a drain on society. child that nobody loves. So, yeah, we're saying it bastard. should be shipped off to the Ukraine forever and never heard from again. What's the, I don't understand why you think that's dramatic. So, what you're missing something? What you're seeing, Clarence. Kind of randomly, like, marginally bad thing. Not even bad. Marginally not as good thing. And you just came out swinging against it that it's the worst thing. Provocative, baby. I'm it's provocative radio. I'm surprised that on episode number two hundred and one of this podcast, you're surprised that I'm overreacting is, <laughs> to a minor slight. Clarence oh, asking us to point. tone it down, guys. That's come on, a good point. Hey, tone it down. I'm asking you to tone shit down. Get crazier. <laughs> I just so <laughs> for me, you have to understand how odd your hatred is for me to look at it and be like, no, I don't get it. I don't. I just, shit. <laughs> my question was, why <laughs> on earth? I need somebody. Okay, I needed to get John in the headspace of like, please, really, truly, really try hard to defend this. So I had to put him in the. This is your kid, uh, and then I didn't say like, should your your child's a murderer? I just said like, why should it exist? Because it just doesn't make any sense to me that it's like a thing that happens in the world, and I and I think the fans, John, would you agree that they are not, for the most part, really into these conference tournaments, or, or am I missing? Is that true? I I think it's true, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not the target market. I'm just I'm reeling right now because I feel like I just went on Don Imus's radio show and got lectured about dog whistle racism or something like that. If <laughs> if Clarence is lecturing me about getting uh, angry for no reason, what have I become? Soul searching. Mm-hmm. Soul searching. Mm-hmm. We should spend let's spend the next John, just you and I spend the next 45 minutes of this podcast just staring in silence in the middle yep. distance. It's, it's going to be quiet for a while take, here. Take a little stock. We got to step back a little bit, find out what matters. Um, no, I think that the conference games were super fun, and now it's like, oh, it's tournament time. Ah, oh, fuck. I, all right. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Because hmm. if, they, if they had three conference games left, they would play all three no matter what. This is like they're out. Oh, fuck. That's, that's the end of it. Maybe I'm just mad at tournaments. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thrown off. It, it doesn't know. make a lot tournaments of sense to be like, all right, Rutgers all deserves one more shot here. Let's give Rutgers a chance <laughs> yeah, exactly. at the tournament. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't know that that – I would be fine if they just kicked off like the bottom four teams and just said the top ten. This is your trip, like the WCHA hockey turn. You know, the bottom two teams. No, fuck you. You're not. You don't get to play. Your season is done. I like those tournaments yep. that kick out that use the conference standings to save to the bottom teams. No, you, you you need to be better to be a part of this tournament. Not everybody gets to be a part of it. I True. would I'm, I would agree with that. Uh, Clarence, do you want to make a prediction on what the Current ESPN bracketology science is saying that Gophers' seed is going to be. Hmm. Gopher basketball. I will say they have them as a seven. They're a six right now. Hmm. It's crazy. Did, did you see my prediction that I put out? There? I like your prediction. I, put out I prediction. like this prediction. Did you see it? That just, so John saw it. Brandon, did you see my prediction for the I, bracketology, my, my Swamp Town bracketology? No, I didn't. I only made one prediction. Second round matchup. But the Gophers obviously would have to win the first round matchup. But in the second round, the committee will have them matched up against Louisville. Oh, hell yeah. I think this is the wisest thing Clarence maybe ever said. I saw that tweet and I was like, yep, that's happening. 
So I don't, Louisville's at the very top, right? They're somewhere. They're going to be what? Like, a, I don't know. I know they're at the top. I haven't looked lately. I think they're going to be just a two. checked. They're a two seed. So it's so, uh, it's it's in the realm. That could happen. Yeah. If it's if it's possible, it will happen because they love that. Oh, the the storyline. There's a storyline. That's the stuff they love. I do love storylines. Father son. That's what they love. Would anybody have a problem with it? Like, if if you if they were just no. admitted, like, yeah, we think it's a great storyline, and the seeds matched up. What it's the great. fuck? Why not? Yeah, it makes sense. I don't think people would complain, right? What's rigged? You gotta play a two seed. No, that's you're gonna have to anyways. Something's rigged. Rigged. Fishy. Fake. Well, it's all, rigged. It's all rigged. It's not out of a hat. <laughs> a committee is a people. No, I have. Uh, I'm starting to theorize that they like put numbers next to the teams on purpose. You know, this is like a strategic thing. Just, just hold, hold, bear with me. Strategic I, thing. You ever notice how like the eight and Nine play each other fucking every year, first round. God, you know. I never thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. I don't know. That would every be great. Year they do every year. No, that's my that's my pick. God, that's wise. I, something's weird about it. If it makes sense to me, you're calm and wise today. You didn't start with subfuckers. I don't know. Are you like double Xanax or something? What's going on? Why are you so <laughs> normal? Fucking business. <laughs> Who are you, Clarence? <laughs> you did invite us to eat your ass with a spoon, so that see that's that yeah. makes me feel better. That's how hey, you that's the closest eat. thing yep. we've ever gotten to a dinner invite from Clarence. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, wow, we're gonna dine together, <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's all I had on Gopher hoops. Besides, I'm excited. <laughs> really, just big can um, hoops and anger. Yeah, we didn't really. Well, we talked about the seed prediction. That's I great. guess. I guess that counts. Check the box. Uh, I think a better podcast than ours would probably have a, an understanding or looked into like when the last time the Gophers were like a comfortable favorite in a NCAA tournament game. Got to be a while. I'm not so looking that up. Go listen to another podcast. Someone, there's a podcast out there. That might have that because that'd be interesting. Okay, John. Yes. My next question is for you. All right. I like the Q and A format tonight. How are we supposed to feel about one PJ Fleck? <laughs> He's crazy, I, I, but there's good crazy and bad crazy, and I'm just wondering because I'm not paying attention. Uh, I'm just wondering if I know you are paying attention, so help me out here. Tell me how to feel. It's funny because this was a Twitter version of tonight's podcast in which. I said something on Twitter, and Clarence got me to reconsider my life and reconsider whether I really should be taking this as seriously or not. And he made me think nope, because like he had sort of a measured opinion on something, and so I, now I don't know how to feel. It, the, the, God, that's bullshit. The genesis of it was a Star Tribune article where they sort of wrote about spring practice with P.J. Fleck and team meetings and stuff, and he... No matter what you read about P.J. Fleck, you end with the idea that he is a legitimately crazy person. This is a guy who's who, when he goes to practice, straps on a wireless microphone and has speakers around the field so that everybody can hear him spewing motivational nonsense like Tony Robbins <laughs> on a football field. It's, it's gloriously insane, and I, I just don't know how to feel about it, but... The point that Clarence made was along the lines of, well, what do you care as long as the guys who are playing for him are responding to this? You're you're not a football player. You're, you're not a football coach. It seems crazy to you, but it doesn't actually matter to anybody who's not in the program. And the good point I sort of gleaned from that was, it as long as PJ Fleck is meeting certain standards of decorum, basically not being Art Bryles at Baylor, potentially including encouraging 
or at least covering up sexual, not encouraging, but covering up rapes <laughs> on campus. <laughs> I I want to be clear that Art Bryles that would be a yeah scandal. that would be as well. I want oh, you to boy. go out there. I want you to go out and get out there. Just start taking some stuff. <laughs> that would be really bad. Not yeah. not encouraging, but covering up sexual assaults on campus. As long as you're meeting sort of those standards of decency, it doesn't really matter to me how he's coaching the team. I might think he's a lunatic, but ultimately the only people that matter are the guys who are actually playing for him. And I'm sure they think he's a lunatic too, but if it leads to winning, then it doesn't really matter. I, You you look around at what coaches are like. It, uh, there's so many other coaches. I think Tubby Smith was famous for just absolutely being the most foul-mouthed coach ever. And there's a lot of way, different ways of coaching people, not all of which I agree with, not all of which I would like if I was a player or to translate it to like a corporate thing. If I had a boss like that, I would hate it. But it's not a corporate thing, and I'm not playing for or working for PJ Flex, so maybe I shouldn't care how he's coaching the team. Maybe I shouldn't care that he's a lunatic talking about Necton mentality relating to sharks swimming through the sea or something. I didn't quite grasp the PJ-ness of PJ, but it's I, I don't think it's important that I do. Well, you are a member of a sports podcast that tries fairly hard to be funny on a week-to-week basis. I think it's good for you to continue to pay attention to some of the crazy things he does <laughs> just so we can laugh at That's it. That's true. Whether it works or doesn't, it's still fucking funny. It, it is. I I honestly admire that level of craziness. It's a, like Pete Carroll is famous for being sort of an affable nut job that does stuff just mm-hmm. to try to keep his players entertained. PJ Fleck is long beyond Pete Carroll. He's just an absolute uh, crazy person. Is he a? But is he like a a hard nosed asshole? Or he he's not right. He's more of a positivity mm. type guy. He's more yeah, of like my high school football coach turned up to eleven, like sort of motivational nonsense. It means nothing to me. I was not on your team. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I don't. I don't know what your guys' high school sports coaching experiences were, but. Uh, my high school football coach was just sort of a booster guy who was an enthusiastic guy who was the kind of person who would be on board with motivational slogans like row the boat, except at least his motivational slogans would have some basis in like, oh, that's kind of a pithy, funny, punny kind of saying. PJs are just nonsense things that he says. And it's like he he has his players. If somebody asks how they're doing, they're supposed to say elite. What does that mean? <laughs> that means nothing. It does mean nothing. And he yeah. said in the article, thanks for buying into this, guys. I know that this means nothing, but it's going to get in your head and really change. Uh, that's that's ludicrous. That's absolutely ludicrous. He's trying to see if they can like take direction and buy into something crazy because there's value to, all right, we're all going to be crazy together as a team. We're nuts. Well, it's a very military philosophy to use slogans and try to bring in people basically the same age when you're talking about the military and football players, these kids that are 17 to 22 years old, uh, using slogans, whether it's roll the boat or it's Semper Fi, it's trying to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And kids of that age, especially boys, are drawn to something, drawn to things like that. Finding meaning being part of a group that's bigger than yourself. And he's he's drawing on that. Now, that's why it may not mean something to somebody who's a father and it has a wife and a mortgage and you've lived life experiences and you can see past some of those things. But when you're 17 to 22, you haven't had those life experiences. Right. And you just have a different outlook on life. Um, so that's that was my point is he... He's not trying to sell you. He's not trying to sell Roycey. He's trying to sell 17 to 22-year-old boys on something. So um, if he had never had any success anywhere, then, yeah, he'd be dubious That's right. of, of this. But he has. He's had success at this level it's, using this model. Right. And what the hell? Let's see it play out. Maybe that was a fluke. Maybe what he built 
there was a complete fluke and it will not transfer to the Big Ten. Shit, I don't know, but I'm willing to give it a shot. What the hell? Well, I can, can we just give him a shot and also laugh at some of the crazy oh, things he does? Ab- absolutely. And I know that the laughing at it is done just that in that sense. It's laughing at it. I'm seeing people like just really hate him. I'm like, well, just you're not the audience like, that just think it's the stupidest thing ever. Royce being a perfect example. It's, Stop saying you're, elite. You're not the one. Get out of here. One he's talking to. <laughs> just take it down a goddamn notch. That I, again, that I'm the one that has to talk somebody down is remarkable. That you need to reevaluate yourself when I'm the one that says, Jesus, you're, you're out of hand. <laughs> well, I do think the row the boat is legitimately a good thing to a good slogan. It's just like. Say it a million times in a row and you'll start to, and you'll, I mean, you'll, obviously it's not a hard concept to understand, but it's a good one. I like it. It's like, do your job. Our favorite, our favorite sports team, New England Patriots. It's good. (laughs) It's simple, but it's fun. Uh, But I'm elite is a little, that's where I just want to like, I got to go on the podcast and laugh about it. I got to laugh at that. When he goes 13 and um, one next season, we're not going to be laughing anymore. Elite. Elite. Well, I mean, but if Tim Brewster would have been uh, the next uh, Nick Saban, I'm still pretty sure I would be laughing at get that chili hot. <laughs> you would. Like it's, it's still the stupidest thing in the world, whether he's brilliant or not. It happens to have turned out that he was like one of the dumbest human beings on earth. But, you know, I, I think, still. I think I've told this hire. Brewster story before. But yeah, it was. There was there was a time before his first season, the Big Ten Network was doing like a, a whip-around thing where they went to all the different campuses for practice before the season started. And so they had Brewster mic'd up, and they were showing him practice. And he's sitting there yelling at his, def- at his defense. He's like clapping and yelling, the ball's the thing. The ball's the thing. And I was sitting there just sort of open-mouthed flabbergasted, like, not only is that meaningless, if you take it literally, it's terrible defensive advice. It just it's the worst. It, it's so bad. Just eleven guys running after the football and getting absolutely creamed by any sort of organized offense. <laughs> Very five-year-old soccer yeah. game. Just a big blob around like the ball. Punt block formation on first down. <laughs> what the fuck are these guys doing? So I guess. <laughs> well, well, the part of the, the ball. I don't know. Part of the reason yeah, the I'm ball. cynical about PJ Fleck is that we've seen nonsense come out of a gopher football coach's mouth before. Well, that's the problem, though, John, but he's yeah. had yeah, actual... That's true. That's everybody true. wants that's to compare him to Brewster, and it's not that's true. Apples You're absolutely orange. right. Still, it's like the second guy going to Springfield trying to sell a monorail. You know, like... Monorail. So burned that first time around. Monorail. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> Oh, uh, well. Okay, so we're Team PJ while also laughing at yep. him. That's my team. Fair. Good. Compromise. That's a good compromise. Love it. Okay, I have two more questions, and they're both for Clarence. Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, Clarence, I legitimately don't know, and I don't, I, I'm a little, I shouldn't be asking this question myself, but do you want Don Lucia fired? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Last week they were ranked what fourth in the country? Where are they now, John? Do probably you know? I don't know. Probably John, fifth in the country, there. fourth, fifth in the country. Why would I want him fired if they get if they end up being a number one seed in the national tournament? Mm-hmm. That would be. So it gets to what we were talking about earlier that you play being level headed. It's fucking stupid. I don't like this. Yeah, it's weird. But they haven't won at all in a long time, which is I shit. Do I want him? I want everybody fired. And I'm struggling with this one. Yeah. That's it's been it's Son been 14 years counting this year since the Gopher hockey team won a national championship. They've been in how many how many times have they been the runners-up? Uh, yeah, they lost to Union. I think they made the Frozen Four two other yeah. times. So it's not that it had been just complete disasters. There was those couple years where they didn't make the tournament yeah. at all. And that 
It's just and now one game. now they won they won the last two WCHA titles and now they're at least on course as if they don't if they don't choke they're going to win this is their fourth straight Big Ten title right? Yep, that's correct. That's six consecutive and... conference titles, and we're still thinking you know maybe the guy just needs to go. What I struggle with, and it's almost the Bruce Boudreau syndrome, is firing somebody over a loss in a one-game tournament rather than a, a tournament that's decided by series, you know, either a five-game series or seven-game series. When it's hockey... It's hockey, yeah. It's, I struggle with that. The, these tournaments that are played where it's just one and done, for hockey, it's just so stinking tough. Basketball's a different game. Yeah. But hockey, where so many goofy things can happen... And then predicating a guy's a guy getting fired because of these one game tournaments. Well, and just to just what specifically could a coach do wrong in this one game? I don't. It's the Bruce Boudreau yep. thing. It's well, he can't win game seven. Well, what? He's not on the what ice. Did you, what exactly did you want him to do during that? Like he didn't scream enough. He screamed too much. Well, it's not like he's he yeah. Like all of a sudden, tight. like completely switching lineups at that point. No, or I don't playing without a goaltender. I mean, that would be something you might yeah, want. Why get did fired he do that? Should have bad thing. That would be a fireable offense. Why did they let him have a stick? I would not argue. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of his guys are playing opposite-handed. Bad strategy. I mean, <laughs> don't do that. Doesn't it's not helpful. It might be fun, like funny, like you get on vines and stuff. But yeah. it's not helpful for yep. winning. Doing numbers. Love to do numbers. <laughs> we all do, of course. But so there's that side of it that I struggle with firing a guy over one game tournaments. There's the other side that it's been 14 years. And okay, at some point you do have to draw the line. So shit, I hate waffling. Son of a bitch, I hate this Get gray out of zone. The gray. God, what are you Fuck, doing? I hate it You're so black much. and white. Don't fire him. I got to do it. I got to say Don't it. Don't fire keep him. It's, got, it's amazing no, keep him. that it. that's kind of a decision we had to make right now. A decision we had to think about. Shit. Not me. Love you, Don. Easy for me. Uh, well, that was uh, that was good. So let's move on to Happier. We talked it through. Yeah. Which is good for a podcast. It's important. Uh, let's move on to happier things. Clarence, give me your anger level at the Vikings right now. Hmm. I'm beyond anger. Just beyond past anger. it? You're I on just, to like the acceptance? I, I was in or? anger like two years ago when everybody was happy, and I'm like, can't you see? This guy is a fucking fraud. Mm-hmm. The, the front office is uh, incompetent. Can't everybody see this? And I've just moved past it. Um, offensive line is in shambles, which we predicted. Shambles. Shambles is a kind way of referring to the Vikings. Shambles is, it's too nice to the word shambles. It is glorifying shambles. What's worse than shambles? An omni-shambles. Smoldering shambles? Like an asteroid meteor hole? Like it's, the shambles are when things are, they're not even there. We're going to go with shambles until we can think of a better word. Yeah. Offensive line is in shambles. And, uh. So anger is eh, whatever one to ten. I'm I, I blew past ten. Windmilled around. I'm back over by. I'm kind of hanging, hovering at one, close to one again, close to happiness. Just like fuck it, whatever. All you fuckers, here you are now, where I was two years ago. Yep. Have you ever stopped to think about? And probably not because it's probably not going to happen. But like, if they somehow like have a good offensive line soon done by Spielman the are you just gonna quit Twitter you'd have to just cl- hmm. you'd have to just delete your account right you'd have five million at replies every Sunday <laughs> that like if they had the top like the Cowboys offensive line what would I do it, yeah and it was like in the next year you'd have to be like our friend Jake Nyberg hmm. who just like, had to leave Twitter forever <laughs> he just, just retired <laughs> like, well hmm. that'll do it no I got I'd have to think through a contingency plan like I would I'd have to identify what the new piece in the front office was. Oh, okay. And blame it on them. Like, oh, well, obviously they're the ones pulling the strings. You know, obviously. That's, like, maybe I'd put it on Shermer. Like, obviously Shermer is the one that's making these decisions. And it's not on Rick. Because he didn't, you know, this old leopard doesn't just suddenly change his spots and suddenly become competent 
at identifying offensive line talent. Who is the new person in the room? It's essentially Shermer now. Before he was a tight ends coach, now he's actually got some power. He's obviously pulling these strings. I thought maybe you would um, start a new Twitter account from like a different character's name uh, from uh, from Slapshot, and then go after your old account like way harder than anybody else, and then like get Ooh. some cred that way, and that'd be your new thing of like that's genius, like Johnny up Johnny Upton. Yeah, like, like a him. new Twitter account, and you'd be like, damn, this Johnny Upton guy came out of nowhere just firing haymakers at this Swamp Town wow. guy. I'm going to follow him. And then you can kind of get your mojo back of, like, the crazy person. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I'd have to think that one through. I never thought of that angle. That's not a bad angle. Eh. Rather than the trying to shift blame to somebody else. Yeah. Well, they're both. Quit. That one, I identity. think, is, like, too rational. Like I need, I need my old Clarence back. I'll think it through. All right. I mean, that's what this podcast is for. Just us three buds getting together, thinking it through, talking it out. We're all lying like crazy on a couch on our. I like the angle of just murdering yourself and collecting the insurance money. Right. Yeah. I like that angle. That's a way better <laughs> angle than and then actually going through the court. You know, the court proceedings and all of that stuff. Ugh, yeah. Killing yourself, fake yeah. killing yourself, moving to Mexico. Boom. Getting a new identity. Yeah. They got they got beer there. I think. I don't Yeah. No, they do. They I've do. been they there. They do. There. Can confirm. Beaches. Yeah. Uh okay, that's all of my questions. It's all that I had. I wanted to talk to Stu about the Americans. He's not here today, so we'll maybe catch up next week. Uh, do either of you watch that TV show? I got it taped. I haven't looked. I haven't watched the, the VHS. I saw it was taping last night. Got it on VHS. It awesome, John. What about you? I have a six-month-old. No. Oh, yep. Yep. That's I. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my list. I, I swear I'm going to get to it someday. Your list. My God. You should publish your list and just have it like a running. <laughs> Maybe you could publish it to um, to our sportive site, so we, I can just take a look at like the like the nineteen thousand TV shows in, that you're trying to get to, and we can help you reorder. What that. We, <laughs> that yeah, work? maybe I can do that. What would you consider as the number one absolutely thing that I must have watched? There's no chance that I missed it because it was so good, and everyone you know and have any respect for has seen it. What's that number one show? Seinfeld. <laughs> okay, I've seen I've seen Seinfeld. Uh, I would have to think the most common of the prestige type shows. I would guess that's more accessible than anything else is probably Breaking Bad. All right, that that one's on my list. A lot of people will probably say The Wire or The Sopranos, but that's. A little harder to get both to, of those are on my more list dense they're they're both amazing but yeah i would think breaking bad's the one to and that breaking bad's one you could you're more likely to binge the wire was sometimes so painful to watch that i had to like stop and go for a walk like oh my god just a tv show a little too heavy breaking bad was typically super intense but in like a for, sort of Less of like real life to me, sociological issues, sort of thing. I think so, that's right. fair. Yeah, Clarence, what would still crazy if I was to ask you but, the same question? What would be your number one answer? Justified, justified? I think. Um, Deadwood, justified. The, the amazing Deadwood gets points because it's fewer episodes, so that helps. Yes. Yeah, the amazing thing about Justified is that I am actually halfway through Justified. See, I was gonna. I would have said justified too, but I think it for me like season one was not great, at least compared to the other seasons. Where I could see you being like, eh, "I'll try to get back into it at some point," you know, like one of those sort of shows. But it's good that you've gotten past that because no. the, I feel like every single season is better than the previous. No, one. I love Justified. I thought it was a great show. I just, man, I mean, it's good. There's, there's other stuff happened. What, what can I say? 
No, that's I get it. I totally get it. Um, okay, that's it. That's all I got. It's good. It's good. Brandon, where were you last week? Were you out of town again? Yeah, I was at focus groups in Fort Lauderdale and Chicago. How was how was Florida? Was it as Florida, Florida as was, I can expect? Fort Lauderdale is so unbelievably Florida. I feel I felt like I was on a movie set the entire time. Like every kid that came through in the focus group had like the most detailed line beard you could possibly <laughs> imagine. They all looked exactly <laughs> like flip flops and socks. Just straight just, out of the Backstreet Boys, I assume. Yeah, just yeah, but little, little country, little you know. Um, all, everything was closed at like seven thirty p.m. <laughs> just very Florida, about as Florida as you could possibly imagine. There were guys on bath salts just trying to eat your face off, and you're like, "No, sir, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in having my face yep. chewed on." And I got to sit be- t- behind the two plated plain plated glass or whatever and just watch people for that was all that's all i did all day just watched i think ate some snacks. the florida story of today was that the university of florida student body president-elect got picked up by the cops in key west where he was for spring break and he was so drunk that they told him he was in key west and i was like and he was like no i'm not in key west and he was tipping <laughs> he was tipping over motorcycles because he was mad about how people rode pedal bikes i think in Key West or something like that. It all made a lot of Florida sense and no sense otherwise. And that's the the best student yep. at his school. That was the best and brightest the number one. Of the University of Florida. <laughs> best. <laughs> the best they can offer is a, a dumbass criminal. That's Florida for that's you. It. Did you do anything fun in Chicago? That's one we got. Nope. I was there for a day. You were there for Just a day. Flew in. Focus groups told 10 o'clock at night. Woke up at five, came home. Well, that's uh, pretty. Does that make it sound like I worked any harder? Just because I was up later? Than... Yeah, it did actually. Little <laughs> street cred. Really burning the burning the midnight oil, work. watching people tell you what they think. You uh-huh. are chief uh-huh. creative officer material. <laughs> Thank Get you. that jester hat wow. out. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'll learn how to do like a double yo-yo, yep. like in meetings, just, just juggling one of those stick thingies. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. Oh boy, I think uh, okay. I'm pretty sure I'll still be employed after this, so maybe next oh. week we'll get me fired next. <laughs> so week. sorry, Brandon. I do my best. Uh, we'll see. We, okay, when you uh, let's. Uh, no, I got uh, nothing. All right, let's press stop. All right, let's do it. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>